Patriots has a message for liberals and the mainstream media. You can't handle the truth. So, buckle up, snowflakes, because we're about to deliver the politically direct best in conservative commentary, news, and investigative reports. We're telling the truth, and we're not going to stop. Okay, liberals, back under the bridge with the rest of your fellow trolls, and oh yeah... Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots. They are special, special people on RSPRadio1.com. Welcome to Right Side Patriots on RSPRadio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot. Diane Sori at the Patriot Factor. Friday night edition of the show, 24th of February. Welcome to it. Hello, Diane. Hello, Craig, and how is your day shoveling global warming? I didn't have to shovel today. I did it all yesterday. Ah, okay, but it's still there. You just moved the global warming from eh, one place to yeah, another. Yeah, I, I shuffled it about and, you know, got, yes. got most of it off the driveway. I mean, there's still a thin little layer on the driveway, but this weekend it's going to warm up and a lot of that will disappear, so... Okay. It was uh, 14 degrees below zero when I got up this morning. Ah, well, here in beautiful, sunny South Florida, my husband actually went in the pool. Wow. Yeah. Let's see what it is now. He didn't go into swim. He went into, you know, work the creepy crawly and all that stuff. But it had gone up to, I believe it was 83 degrees in the water. Well, it's nine degrees here now. Ah, okay. Nine You're having a heat wave. You know, I was I was looking at some stuff about our weather around here, and on average, this part of Nebraska gets about twenty one inches of snow in any given winter. Okay. And so far this year, fifty six inches. Wow. Yeah. Global warming I, at its I, best. I hit you with the same answer I always do. And you live in Nebraska. Why? (laughs) Well, I did some looking into that, too. And it turns out no woman walking her dog has been eaten by an alligator in Nebraska in 33 million years. Okay. The actual story behind that is she was not eaten. Number one. Number two, she was walking her dog along the side of a canal that was known to have alligators in it. And all of us, you know, we natives, we know you don't walk next to a canal because chances are there is, you know, alligators in it. She what happened was she was dragged into the canal and she drowned. She was not eaten at all. It doesn't really matter because nothing even resembling that has happened in Nebraska for 33 million years. 
Well, nothing close to 56 <laughs> inches of snow has happened in Florida, probably since the Earth formed. <laughs> well, now, now that, that may or may not be true. Because, you know, millions of years ago, you know, back when we had alligators here, the Earth was on a That's different true. tilt. That's true. So, yeah. so we would have been closer to the equator. You would have been closer to the South Pole. I actually think Florida came off Africa, if I'm remembering my geology correctly. Probably. But, but it, 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 it doesn't matter. This is paradise. You know, in more ways than one, the weather, the wet, the lifestyle, I, and we've got the country's best governor ever. I, I'm just saying, because of the Earth's tilt 33 million years ago, at higher elevations in Florida, which might be, what, 10 feet, you could have had actual <laughs> snow. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. The only snow that I even remember down here... Um, I was young, and I remember there was one year where everybody made a big deal. I believe it was in 78 when there was light snow in Miami. Isn't that weird, though? Yeah, it was was a dusting, and it was gone within hours, but it was snow. and, And today, just outside of Los Angeles, it's snowing. You know, so... Global warming, my ass. Right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Folks, we got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. Let's start with the New York Times. They have finally, finally admitted that all those masks during COVID were absolutely useless. Well, if I remember correctly, and I do, a certain (laughs) right side patriot has been writing about that, talking about that, posting about that since day one. Well, it wasn't me, so it must have been you. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. Medical science alone can prove they didn't work. Plus, remember I had you do that experiment that I did? I took a mask, put it uh, where water went through it, and logic should tell you right there, if water can get through the mask, so can germs, bacteria, and other assorted nasties. Well, when you consider how enormous one of those COVID germs is, you know, you can fit billions of them on a pin. Um, Half a pin. Yeah, they're just they're just going through that thing like nothing. You know, right. and, and this is the thing. You know, it wasn't just you, but, you know, conservatives pretty much everywhere, people with common sense. Okay, they were saying this mask thing is ridiculous. This mm-hmm. this is stupid. But of course, it, there was Fauci telling you to double mask and triple mask. You know, it was it was during the the very beginning of all that, a couple of years ago. Uh, we were in Sioux City, Iowa. Okay, and and I wanted to stop at the Best Buy. And to go into the Best Buy, you had to put on a mask. And they had those little blue, goofy-ass masks, you know. And they wouldn't let you in there if you didn't have a mask. Well, that was my first time wearing one of those things. And I could not wait to get the hell out of there. Ah, 
okay. Well, we here, I mean, even in Florida, when, when President Trump made the first, um, you know, stay at home, wear mask, nobody knew much and everybody wore their masks. However, some of us, yes, we wore them if we went to some place that mandated them. But we didn't wear the mask. We went out without the masks. We did, you know, uh, walks in the neighborhoods and things without the masks. You rebel. Uh, It it just didn't make sense to breathe in. Remember, when you're wearing a mask, you're still breathing out carbon dioxide as you would do normally. But if you have the mask covering your nose and your mouth, you're breathing in waste products. And right away, that didn't make sense. Well, but you had, early on, you guys had some weird rules down there in Florida, too. Like, for instance, I remember you telling me that if you guys went to a restaurant, you would have to wear the mask until you got to your table, and then you could take it off. Well, what that was, no, no, no. Yes, that's true. But that was as um, DeSantis was releasing the, the mandates. Right. He left it up to individual businesses to decide, do the people have to wear the masks? Well, our local residents here in my area, restaurants, I should say, decided that, okay, you know, some people are so paranoid. Okay, you can wear your mask in, but the idea of lifting your mask with this each biteful is absolutely stupid. You can take it off then. You know what Did else? Florida's rates go crazy with COVID? No. Our rates kept falling and falling and falling and falling. Right. Because our governor knew these masks were stupid. Yes, I can see people who are in, in you know, compromised cancer patients, asthmatics. Yeah, there are certain people that maybe they did, you know, even psychologically protect them. But the whole idea of them was stupid to begin with. You you know what else was absolutely but stupid, aside from the masks? Those those plastic shields that they put at the grocery store checkout lane. And I'll I'll tell you why those things were so stupid. You know, the idea behind it was you couldn't pass your germs through the plastic. Now, that's true. But what's to keep the germ from going over or around or under the plastic? Exactly. Okay, but it gets but it but it gets even worse than that. It gets even more bone stupid than that. Every item you're buying goes under the plastic and the person on the other end, the checkout person on the other end is handling it and then they hand it back to you. So yeah, what well, was the, what was that plastic even doing there? Well, the stupidest thing I ever witnessed, and my husband and I witnessed this personally, we were on a checkout line at Publix, and the lady in front of us, her wagon was in such a way that basically you were kind of boxed in. So I just, I was not wearing a mask, and I just took like my hand to to push it away. And this woman had a mental and physical meltdown. Don't touch my wagon. You're not masked. You're not gloved. In the meantime, in the meantime, 
the person who's, you know, checking out her item is not glassed or uh, masked or gloved. The person packaging her items <laughs> was not masked or gloved. But I touched the wagon. And that was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're going to give me COVID. It was it's to the point that it's ludicrous because you still see people. And again, take out the ones that are immune compromised and, you know, sick. Take those people out. You still have stupid Democrats masked. Well, the New York Times finally admitted the masks were stupid because they didn't work. I only give the New York Times, what, maybe another six months, and they're also going to come to the conclusion that one-way aisles in the grocery store also didn't work. Oh, God, do you remember those? (laughs) (laughs) And the rush for toilet paper, it's like all uh, bizarro world memories here. Yeah, I mean, good Lord. Okay, the masks didn't work. The uh, The vaccines are ridiculous. Uh, they're not working. As a matter of fact, they're getting people hurt and killed. Um, right. You know, but the New York Times, after careful analysis and huh. a deep dive investigation, they have discovered the masks didn't work. All they had to do was read my article two years ago. You wonder how many people got banned from social media for saying the masks don't work. True. And, or at least, you know, given Facebook jail time. Yeah, I mean, good Lord. Yeah. Um, six countries, six out of the, what, 193 countries in the world, six, mm-hmm. have joined Russia in opposing a U.N. resolution for peace in Ukraine. Yeah, well, those countries are the usual, you know, Russia butt-kickers. The one that's surprising is that China abstained. Yeah, I was kind of surprised by that, too. What were the six that voted against it? Uh, if I'm remembering correctly, it's it's um, Syria, yeah, North Korea, or or uh, North Diarrhea, as I call yeah. it. Yeah, uh, Eritrea, Belarus, uh, Nicaragua. What does Nicaragua Cuba? have against Ukraine? I know, I know. It it, it, it it's. It's ridiculous. Ma- uh, Mali. What was Cuba. that? What was that I mean, one you mentioned? That one that that Eritrea. Yeah, that is in North Africa. I think. I think yeah. they're a neighbor of Ethiopia or something. They could uh, be. They're a part of the UN. Who knew? They're basically, you know, like a backward nothing country. What are there, like 15 people that live there? I mean... Yeah. Well, Belarus, which, of course, is still, you know, tied in with Russia, North Korea, of course, Um, China, and I'm tackling that uh, for next Tuesday, guys. China had a reason. They're actually playing both sides here. Right. They're trying to make the best deal for themselves. You know, Belarus... They're, they might regret that vote when Putin comes for them because he says he's going to. I don't think they care. 
I think they they, <laughs> they may are not. having trouble surviving on their own. Well, that could be. They may they may just seed themselves over to Russia. For, yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean it's well, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I'll tell you something else ridiculous. The UN itself. I mean, of course, they come up with these resolutions. And, you know, they have all these member nations vote on it. But what good is it? There is nothing good about it. And and when you think of there were three countries who abstained, those three countries were South Africa, China, and India. And what's very interesting about that is that two of those countries are nuclear powers. Right. India and China. Right. And yet they abstained. Um, India is is more logical than China, but China is kind of playing dangerous ground here. Well, don't give too much away because you are writing about that, uh, and it's it's going to be published next week. But Monday, uh, yeah, Monday. And, you know, UN comes up with these resolutions, and and it, they get a lot of press. You know, when they when they pass a resolution, and this one really passed overwhelmingly. Okay, I mean, I think well, 141 countries voted in favor of it, or something like that. 141. In fact, Ukrainian uh, Foreign Minister uh, Kaliba said that that vote, 41 to seven, they saw as a victory because. It really represents global support for Ukraine, which it does. It, it does in a weird way, but how many of those countries are actually pitching in to help? Well, you know, you, know, you got NATO. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's one thing to say you're for a country and support their right for freedom, and it's quite another thing to actually give them tangible help. And, and these countries don't. And that's why these UN resolutions are basically not worth the paper they're written on. Because you can vote for whatever you want, right? But there's right. no teeth in the UN. They can't enforce any of this stuff. They're not going to force Russia to back out of there. I mean, come on. And if they tried, Russia would laugh at them. Well, when you think about it, Craig, the UN, which I call the useless nations, is in itself, in its current incarnation, useless. <laughs> well, that's true. If you if you want to know how important these UN resolutions are, they passed resolutions to prevent Iran from gaining nuclear weapons. Right. And in the meantime, they're helping them gain them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is the same organization that puts countries like Iran and Saudi Arabia on the Human Rights Council, for goodness sakes. Yeah. I mean, th this is a bunch of thugs, thieves, and despots. Right. And, you know, the, the, the resolutions that they pass, not just this one, but I guarantee you in the high 99 percentile, are squishy, feel-good, warm, and fuzzy resolutions. They can say, well, we took a stand. No, you didn't. Well, that's why they call them non-binding. Because they have no teeth behind them. The UN doesn't have any teeth behind anything. That's true. They they really are spineless. Yeah, it's it's really a sanctuary for international criminals. Yeah. When, when, when you think about it, 
you know, if if you're uh, a UN diplomat uh, not paying your parking tickets in New York City, you have diplomatic immunity. You can do whatever you want. You can break whatever law you want, and you can't be touched. It's really uh, a safe harbor for a bunch of international criminals. Right. In a way, it is. Not everyone in the UN is bad. I well, mean, some not. people are really trying to make a difference. But when you're drowned out by a limited number of voices who have big voices, nothing gets accomplished. Well, it, you know, you, you, you mentioned not everybody at the UN is bad, and that's certainly true. Look at Nikki Haley when she was there. She made those idiots tremble. She would make them so mad yes. by getting up and speaking the truth that they would sit there in their chairs and vibrate until they got up and walked out of the room because they couldn't stand to hear the truth. Right, and she especially took on the Islamic countries, and, you know, kudos for Nikki Haley. I mean, I hope whoever gets the Republican nomination seriously considers her as either their VP candidate or on their, if elected, on their uh, boards. Uh, it, yeah, on the, in their cabinet. because Cabinets, right. Yeah, she, uh, she raised hell at the UN, yeah. and she was one of the only ones that ever did, and that includes pretty much all of our past UN ambassadors, with maybe the exception to a point, but I don't think even John Bolton raised as much hell there no, I don't as think Nikki Haley did. did. I, I don't think either, and, and Nikki Haley's raising hell at the UN really upset the uh, Muslim nations. Well, yeah, because A, it was a woman, B, she wasn't wearing a headscarf, and C, right. she told them where to stick it. Yep. In fact, they walked out a number of times. They were like, oh, my God, a woman. A woman talking to us like that. Right. You know. She needs to be in a, you know, a garbage bag, you know, well, if, garbage bags. If they'd have had it their way, they'd have stoned her. You know, yeah. I mean, let, let's just or be, you know, yeah, let's just be honest. Um, you know, so the UN passes this resolution by, you know, 141 to, you know, a handful. And it means nothing, but it's getting a lot of press. Um, you know, and I can, I can understand why the Ukraine foreign minister is taking it as a victory, but it's a hollow victory at best, isn't it? In a way, it's a hollow victory because, you know, promises have been made to Ukraine not kept, including some of Biden's own promises. This war could have been over not in three days like Putin went around saying we'll overrun Ukraine in three days. But if Ukraine had gotten the things that Biden promised in the beginning, the war might have been over by now. Well, you know, if you, if you really think about it, the handwriting for Ukraine was on the wall back in 2014 when Russia took over Crimea. Right. And, and, anybody, and was, anybody who thought that was going to be the end of it was sadly mistaken and delusional. If, if we would have supplied Ukraine then with what they needed to defend themselves, this would have never happened. And it certainly would not have happened had president trump still been in office well there's another thing 
what people forget, and there's a lot of people on social media that are, you know, lambasting Ukraine, calling them corrupt and this and that, and, and they killed civilians and all sorts of things. They were talking about the times in 2014. What all these people forget is the president then was Barack Obama. The vice president was Joe Biden. They were supporting the very corrupt president of Ukraine. Now, that president was not Zelensky. Zelensky came years later. Zelensky has spent his time since the presidency, not only fighting a war, but fighting the leftover corruption from the previous administration. So those who like to badmouth Zelensky need to check the timeline and understand the corruption was not done under his administration, but the previous Obama-supported administration, including the deals with Bursima and everything else. Yeah, Zelensky wasn't even elected until 2019. Exactly. You know, so and I they mean, all forget that. They all forget it. Hey, speaking of Zelensky, um, Brad Paisley, the country singer, mm-hmm. has, a, has a brand new song out called Same Here. And it features audio from Zelensky. Hmm. Yeah, and you know what? I I heard about it early this morning, this afternoon. I kind of remembered it, so I went and and checked it out. And it's a, it's a very interesting song, and he, he, he doesn't get to the Zelensky part of it until probably about two thirds, almost maybe three quarters of the way through it. But he's talking about having a friend over the ocean, uh, and this friend tells him that their worlds are very different, but they both, you know, appreciate the same things. And, you know, it's, it's, um, it's a very introspective song. And then you hear President Zelensky's voice talking about his country. Ah. And, and I, you know, it's just a remarkable uh, song by Brad Paisley, and you know it's one of those really interesting things. You wouldn't think, in the middle of a war, that a president of a country who's being attacked on a daily basis uh, would would wind up in a country song. But, it's but probably a snippet. It, it, it is probably a snippet from something that was, you know, blended into the song. Yes, but but, but uh, you know, credit Brad Paisley for realizing that yeah. those snippets and those words and that audio would actually fit what he was talking about. I'll have to uh, Google it and listen to it. But another thing that really irks me about all this is there are also people on social media saying Zelensky is nothing but a bad grade B actor. He's a comedian. He he has no leadership qualities. He's nothing. These people forget that one of the greatest presidents that this these United States has ever seen, as in Ronald Reagan, started out as a grade B actor who worked with monkeys. <laughs> he worked with one. Bonzo. Bonzo. People forget that. You know, I mean, Reagan made a couple of really, really good movies. Yeah. Reagan made a couple of pretty good movies, 
you know, and and a lot of them that were just mediocre. But, uh, you know. He wasn't an A-listed actor. No. And that's why they, they keep, you know, saying this about Zelensky. But they are forgetting, seriously, one of our greatest presidents ever basically started out like Zelensky started out. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and uh, you know, we had we had a, another president that had a, a brush with um, the theater, but that didn't end so well. No, that didn't end well at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, you know, this, this whole UN resolution thing, come on, you guys, come on, UN, you know, don't, yeah. don't, you know, monkey around with this stuff. You pass resolutions. They mean nothing. You know it. We know it. Everybody knows it. You know, it's, it's, it's an organization whose time is well gone. Yeah. They need to reorganize, become more relevant and deal with relevant issues not some of the nonsense that they deal with. Folks, we've gotten to the bottom of the hour. That means we got to take a quick break. We've still got a couple of topics left. Uh, before we get to the end of the show, we're going to be talking about artificial intelligence. But when we come back from this bottom of the hour break, we're going to be talking about Mayor Pete. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Folks, stay with us. There's more Right Side Patriots after this. You're listening to Right Side Patriots Radio, the best in conservative commentary, news, and talk where we do away with the politically correct nonsense and give you the politically direct truth. This is the home of Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern with Craig Andreessen and Diane Sori. We're working to make this country great again from the right and leaving puddles of melted snowflakes on the left. Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots, your best bet on the Internet. You're listening to RSPRadio1.com. guys, Diane Sorry from The Patriot Factor on thepatriotfactor.blogspot.com, where I found a home base seven years ago after becoming one of Facebook's long-time Facebook felons, or so I've been told by the Facebook gods. On my blog, you will find not only my articles, but our Right Side Patriots investigative reports, as well as stories and links to and from well-known writers and bloggers, plus what I call almost daily memes, my snarky take on news of the day. And for more great takes on the issues of the day, check out the National Patriot at thenationalpatriot.com, where you can read Craig's insight into all the current news happenings. And join us both on Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. EST at rspradio1.com. Welcome back to Right Side Patriots on rspradio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot, Diane Sorry at the Patriot Factor. If you miss any part of tonight's show, go to rspradio1.com tomorrow morning, click the podcast button, 
this show and all the others be sitting there waiting for you. Mm-hmm. All right, so the guy who couldn't figure out how to fill a pothole in South Bend, Indiana, Mayor Pete, mm-hmm. now the Transportation Secretary, made a little trip, finally, to East Palestine, Ohio, where they had the big train wreck uh, three weeks ago that essentially nuked the town with chemicals. And what happened? Took him three weeks to make an appearance there, which was a joke of an appearance when he finally got there. And now he's whining. Oh, people are saying bad things about me. (laughs) Boo-hoo. You know, here's the deal. Okay. It was less than a week ago. Mayor Pete was upset because there are so many white construction workers. Yeah. And yesterday he was in East Palestine, Ohio, dressed up as a white construction worker. Right, with the vest and everything. He had the orange vest. He had the the white hard hat. He had the safety (laughs) goggles, you know. Uh, and, And he's walking around. Wearing what? Dress shoes. Dress shoes, right. Instead of, you know, you're going to dress up and pretend to be a construction worker, at least put boots on. Something, for God's sakes. Not dress shoes. You know, and Mr. I Ride a Bicycle to Work showed up in an SUV. Yeah. Um, as, As we understand it, he never met with the public while he was there. No, he didn't. Not right. not even one single member of the public while he was there. He never drank the water. Right. Um, he he wore the safety goggles. He talked to construction workers that he dislikes because they're white. And when reporters tried to ask him what took him so long to get there, he dodged them and ran inside of a building. Yes. And that, I mean, why this man is Treasury Secretary is really beyond me. He has done nothing, you know, in his position as Transportation Secretary. He, look, to put it bluntly, this is a man who, when he and his partner adopted a a baby, strapped on make-believe breasts, to pretend that he was breastfeeding his baby. Well, okay? he lives in a world of pretend and play acting. <laughs> okay, if you're going to go to a construction site and and dress as a construction worker, don't go in dress shoes. He lives in a world of make believe. He lives in a world of pretending. Now, I'm going to I'm going to play devil's advocate here. I'm going to give Pete Buttigieg, the benefit of the doubt. In fact, in fact, I'm going to give him credit for a couple of things. Okay. Okay. In in, in all honesty, those fake boobs that he was wearing were genuine fake boobs. <laughs> and in the second place, he got closer to the chemical spill than Kamala Harris got to the border. 
That's true. Okay, we'll give him credit for okay. that. <laughs> you know, but that's uh, it. <laughs> that's it. That's as far as I go. But remember, he also did it for a photo op opportunity to say, I was there. But then, hey, Pete, did you do anything? No. No. But I got a great photo. That's all it was, was a photo op, and everybody knew it, especially the people that live there and are don't have any choice but to live there at this point, right. you know? Um, now, what one of the things that, that Mayor Pete has been saying, and he said it there in East Palestine, was that this is really the fault of Donald Trump because Trump removed regulations, some of these regulations on the railroad. However, we now know that removing those regulations had absolutely nothing to do with this derailment because the warnings in the engine where the engineer sits in the train sounded three times that the the wheels and the bearings were getting too hot and he ignored all of them. Right. It had absolutely nothing to do with the tracks, folks. That was the first thing that everybody thought. There was something wrong with the tracks. It derailed. Yes, it derailed, but not because of the tracks, because the actual wheels overheated, and I believe they snapped. Yeah, the, the uh, bearings, you, know, you can imagine. I mean, these these trucks, they call them trucks, the wheels on a, a train car, they... Um, they bear a lot of weight, obviously, and they're constantly, almost constantly in motion. Right. And a couple of the bearings in one of the wheels wore out, which caused the wheel actually to catch fire. And and this is, you know, connected to the to the big steel axles. And right. it, it the the fire is at the connection point and it disintegrated and once the truck comes off the train tips over. Right. It had nothing to do with the tracks. It had to do with, really, with bad maintenance of the wheels. Well, bad maintenance of the wheels. However, the whole thing could have been prevented. It never had to happen. Had the engineer on board stopped the train when the the alarms first sounded. Exactly. Then it never would have happened. So you can can take this all the way down. This is... The fault of the the train company and the engineer on board. It's human error yeah. in simple terms. It's human error. Was it done deliberately? No. Of course not. It was an accident. Unfortunately, the people in East Palestine are going to be possibly paying for this years down the road because the toxic spill was so bad and, and that stupid person drinking the water you know oh it's safe it can't be safe do you know the animal death in that area is astounding not not only the the fish in the creeks and the rivers but birds and birds and cats yeah i mean it's it's unbelievable now right i guarantee you you know you have people in east palestine women who are pregnant you had new babies The air was full of this toxic chemical smoke. Right. Okay, because, you know, what, what did they do to initially clean it up? They, they lit it all on fire. Which was the stupidest thing they could ever do. 
you create a giant mushroom cloud of toxic ash, toxic right. smoke, toxic soot, and it goes wherever the wind goes. Right. It just, the whole thing was handled poorly, but Buttigieg and his appearance have made something that's bad even worse because it was almost a comedy, him being there. You know, it, obviously it's political. His trip there right. is political. I mean, you got to get the photo op, like you said. Okay. Right. The people of East Palestine are infuriated, and as well they should be. The government right. offered them $1,000 apiece to make up for all this. $1,000? Are you kidding me? With, with, a, there was a stipulation with that. We'll give you the $1,000 to get your life back, you know, together, but it ends here. Yeah, you can't sue us and you can't go after any more. Exactly. Thankfully, any, very few people took that. Yeah, anybody that took that would be the few Democrats that live in East Palestine. That, that yeah. you know, little segment of Ohio went for Trump by like 70-some percent. Right. But you know, he, these are middle-class people. These are working people. These are good people. Right. You know, these are people just, just trying to make a living. East Palestine is not very big. I think it's maybe 5,000 people that live there altogether. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just a, a, a small town in, in America where people are doing their best to get along and, uh, and make a living and, and raise their kids and have a family. And then you got this. Now, they're... There today, they were there yesterday and today, and they're using bulldozers. They're going to take that soil away from there. I guarantee you they're mm -hmm. not going to get all of it out of the soil. And did you hear what they're going to do with some of the water? They're going to no. truck some of that polluted, filthy, dirty, chemical-laden, toxic water down to Texas. Oh, God. And for what reason? Because apparently they think they can get rid of it down there. There's some way to to uh, do away with it where, quote-unquote, it won't hurt anybody. You know what? The government needs to get out of there and let people that know what they're doing make right. the judgment on what's happening in East Palestine. The, the EPA, a government agency, is, is going to decide whether or not the air is fit and the water is fit? Do you, I don't trust them. I wouldn't they trust really them who they really need in there are environmental engineers and that are not tied to any government agency. Exactly. Exactly. People who specialize in water issues, especially people who specialize in water issues. I mean, if I was a resident of that town, I would not touch that water. I wouldn't bathe in it, brush my teeth in it, drink it, give it to my children. My I, pets. I'd rather go to Camp Lejeune and have a glass of water. <laughs> you know. Now, now let me let me bring up something that nobody else is talking about when it comes to that. We we all hear about the water. We're all concerned about the water, and people are saying, "Well, you know, the air's clear now because all the wind blew it all away." Uh, I beg to differ with you. Uh, when when they lit that thing on fire and they had that giant mushroom cloud of toxic smoke, soot, dust, and everything, the 
air systems, air handlers in buildings and houses would have picked up that smoke yes. and picked up that that chemical toxin and distributed it inside of buildings and homes. Exactly. Now, what's to be done about people's homes? You know what? I don't think the government under Biden really gives a damn. I, I guarantee you, you're right. I guarantee you they don't give a damn. Now, if this would have happened on Martha's Vineyard, oh, yeah, they'd give a damn. But this is oh, East Obama Palestine. would be on the phone, you know, within minutes. Hey, you better get your butts over here. Yeah, but this is um, East Palestine, Ohio. They don't give a crap. No. No, Biden has no plans whatsoever to go there. You, you know, there there is a way to take care of this quickly. You call Service Pro, and they'll make it like it never <laughs> even happened. It happened. Okay. <laughs> I wish it was that simple. I really wish it was that simple. There's going to be a lot of illness down the road, not unlike what happened to the first responders at 9-11 in that garbage. That's a great analogy. That really is. Yeah, Yeah. We've, we've seen this before. And we're going to see it again. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Finally, tonight, artificial intelligence is in the fire. Uh, tonight, there is an artificial intelligence app or... Uh, it's called a bot. A bot. Okay, it's, it's right. a bot, right? And this thing is such that you can talk to it, you can have conversations with it, you can ask it questions, it'll answer you. It's, it's very sophisticated, right? So some guy decided he was going to ask the bot about global warming. And whether or not Earth's temperature is rising. And what happened? Well, what happened is <laughs> the uh, Earth's temperature is not rising, folks. It just simply is not. But that's not bot, what the bot started out saying. It didn't start out that way, but when the specialist was done with the bot, the bot had to admit that no such thing is happening, basically admitting global warming is a hoax. Now, the guy kept asking, is glo- is global warming causing the Earth's temperature to rise? And the bot would, would come back with, well, yes, it is. You know, it, it's uh, rising by such and such and this and that. And the guy said, well, according to NOAA, N-O-A-A, mm-hmm. a- according to NOAA, the the Temperature, ground temperature on Earth has not risen since 2015. Mm-hmm. And Noah would come back and argue with the guy. And the guy knew he had the right data, so he kept asking. And the this bot would, would eventually come back and say, well, I'm sorry for my last answer. In fact, this is what it is, but that too was wrong. Right. Yeah. I mean... Look, the whole concept of global warming, global cooling, this, that, and the other thing, these people, what they're talking about is the weather. And for political reasons, they all cannot admit they've been wrong. Go back through Earth's recorded history, and you will see these variations in temperatures have happened 
all along. This is nothing new. And if you remember, even a decade or so ago, they were talking about global cooling. It's too cold. Now suddenly it's too hot. This is naturally occurring weather cycles that have happened since the earth first formed will happen until the earth is no more. It's the weather. There's no clearer or more succinct way of saying it than the weather. You, you know what's really disturbing about this story, though? What? And, and I mean this in all seriousness. AI, artificial intelligence, is supposed to be completely impartial. Right. And in this case, it was everything but impartial, which tells you that this particular bot, this AI, that's supposed to be impartial and give you nothing but the facts, has been indoctrinated. Well, what you forget, our current state of AI, meaning the whole industry itself, still relies on programming by humans. Somebody has to program the programs leading to AI. So whoever programmed this bot put in his own views, basically, into the bot's intelligence code. But eventually, the bot got down to the truth because this guy wouldn't give up. This specialist right. would not give up. Now, right. here's here's the deal. That means that the actual data was accessible to the bot, right? but the bot was programmed to ignore the actual data and disperse propaganda. It now, was a liberal bot. Well, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it was. You know, you get out of it what you put into it, and in this case, garbage in, garbage out. Exactly. It's, you know, artificial intelligence is great in one respect, but you always have to remember at this point in time, it's still being programmed by people. Now, the upside to this, you're right, Diane, but the upside to this is that the guy with the data, the specialist with the data, stayed mm-hmm. with it, didn't didn't right. accept the first, second, third, or fourth answer from this bot as fact. He kept at it, and, and the bot kept apologizing, literally saying, I apologize for my previous response, and then it would give a different mm-hmm. response, and he'd catch him on that. I apologize for that response. The guy finally said, well, quit apologizing and just admit you're wrong. Right. (laughs) There's a big difference between apologizing for something and admitting something. Right, because in this case, the bot wasn't really apologizing for its misinformation. It was apologizing for getting caught. Exactly. Now, that's a Democrat tactic with almost everything they do. Exactly. So, you know, I mean, you think you can trust automatic intelligence obviously the the ai in it the automatic in, or auto, artificial, sorry, artificial artificial intelligence, intelligence was able to find the proper data the correct data the honest data the truthful data but it was programmed to dodge that data and provide right. misinformation as a right. way of indoctrinating whoever was asking it the question 
well, at least this man, you know, stood strong, which is critical, of critical importance. Um, but here, Craig, would do you mind if I make one statement about our previous segment? No, feel free. Okay. When the derailment first happened within the first 24 hours, roughly 7,000 aquatic animals were found dead. Ten days after the spill, 49,000 additional aquatic animals were found dead. Right. Right. I and, just and, had and, that information. And, and yeah. I'll bet you, I'll bet you that number goes up yet. Of course it will, because do- uh, they're going to have to include dogs, cats, and everything else. Well, I just but, wanted but you to get wonder, that out. You, you wonder how many of these animals, yeah, but you wonder how many of those animals now are going to have malformed offspring. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. We saw it after, you know, um, World War II with the radiation. Yeah. Some um, sea animals, remember, they tested in the beginning on atolls, you know, out in, in the waters. Uh, it's going to happen he- here in Ohio again. But back to the global warming thing. I just wanted to get that information out to people to understand oh, the right. seriousness and that Buttigieg did not address any of it. You know, if, if he wanted to address that, if he wanted to assure people that it was okay, he should have been drinking the tap water and he should have gone for a swim in the river. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it, it's just it's just disgusting. But remember, the same people that are spewing this nonsense about the spill are the same people that are programming AIs, you know, bots with the same indoctrination. Everything is tied together in liberal land. So you got a question now what you hear from artificial intelligence sources. Right. Okay. Obviously, they can get to the actual facts of a matter, but if they're programmed to dodge the facts and provide propaganda first, then you've got to. I mean, you know, we're we're seeing an influx of artificial intelligence in various realms. Right. You know, we're seeing it in medicine. We're seeing it. You know, obviously in science and, and. how much of that are we going to trust at first blush now? Exactly. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with moving ahead scientifically. Artificial intelligence has some very, you know, important capabilities that will lead to good things. But again, it all depends on who's programming it. And it all depends on who's trying to discern information from it. Yes. Now, for instance, if you ask this bot about COVID masks, at first blush, it would probably tell you, yes, they were effective. Right. You'd have to keep at it and at it and at it like this guy did regarding global warming to get down to the point where the bot would finally tell you, no, they didn't work. Mm Mm-hmm. It just, people don't have the patience or the know-how, a lot of people, I'm not saying all, 
to understand what's really happening here. And that is, we still have a group of individuals in charge of programming and indoctrination. And until that stops, things like this are going to continue to happen. We see AI now being employed in, of all things, human-like robots. Right. Okay. So I know for a fact in Japan, you can actually order a humanistic robot to be your companion. Right. And they program them with artificial intelligence so you can actually have a conversation, among other things, right. with, with the robot. Okay, mm-hmm. so when the robot gets tired of you and breaks up with you and says, it's not you, it's me, it's probably lying. Right, it's probably an indoctrinator has put their um, thoughts, beliefs, whatever, into the into the bot. Yeah, chances are it is you. Yes. <laughs> you know, chances are you've pissed off the robot. You know, you've That's you've done true. something to annoy the robot. But it's not going to tell you. It's going to say, it's not you. It's me. Right. Well, actually, you've p- pissed off the programmer. How dare you contradict my bot? <laughs> or do whatever you were doing to my bot. To my bot, yes. <laughs> because there are people out there. You know? That's true. And if you get one of those AI bots, don't don't take it in the shower with you. Don't. No. Those those things run on batteries. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You don't want to do that. Diane, we've gotten to the end of the show. How about that? Well, this was it was serious and fun at the same time. Yeah, I mean we we covered some ground tonight. Mm -hmm. We had a few laughs. We got some serious stuff in. Folks, if you missed any part of it, go to rspradio1.com tomorrow morning, click the podcast button and become one of the pod people which is different than being an AI bot. That's true. And I will get it up as early in the morning as possible, sometime between 6 and 7 a.m. Okay. And, uh, you know, with that, I just say nighty-night. <laughs> Folks, have yourselves a great weekend, the best weekend ever, and we'll catch up with you again next Tuesday. Bye-bye. <laughs>